Welcome to Centre Church. We hope you enjoyed this message recorded live from our Burgess Hill campus. Um, it's good to be here this morning. I also want to appreciate our mothers this morning and say we cannot thank you enough for all you've done or you're doing. And we know that God will reward you. That's our prayers. In Jesus' name. Amen. Um, it's not always easy standing here. It's not because there's a weight of responsibility. Um, every time you stand here to speak, because you're not just giving a speech. Um, you're here presenting God and you have to speak from a place where it's not just from the head. But you have to speak from the heart. And you have to trust God to put that word in your heart to speak. So there's a sense of responsibility. Just like Paul said in the Bible that the word that I speak to you, they are not a thousand words of man's wisdom. But he desires to speak words that would touch the heart of the people. And that's my prayer when I was given this assignment that God will help me in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I, I, I want to appreciate um, Wish for the prayers. Thank you, everyone. Praise the Lord. So I'm going to be speaking to us um, just something that God has spoken to me in, especially following the series that we'll be speaking on faith is um, awesome. Everyone who has come here to speak, there's so much. You know, every time you come here, you are inspired, you are strengthened. You go into the week like, um, like a superman. <laughs> yeah, because you are strengthened. And I, I pray that God will continue to strengthen them in Jesus' name. So quickly, um, I'm just doing this to warm myself up. <laughs> and maybe the time will run down. Um, Genesis. I'm reading from Genesis. I'm going to be speaking from Genesis chapter 11, from verse 31 to um, 32. If you can, I will encourage that we go through the scriptures together. But I will just read. I'm going to be reading from um, the new, the um, New King James version. But I think we have um, another version here. But I'll just read from what I have here. And Terah took his son Abram and his grandson Lot, the son of Haran, and his daughter-in-law Sarah, his son, his sons, his son Abraham's wife, and they went out with them from all of the Chaldeans to, to, to go to the land of Canaan. And they came to, to Haran and dwelt there. So the days of Terah were 205 years, and Terah died in Haran. Praise the Lord. I'm going to go come back to this, but I want you to have this thought in your heart and that scripture in your heart, and we're going to be looking into that scripture. I want to start by saying that, reminding us that God loves us. I know you hear it, but... And you, you hear it, but sometimes we forget 
how much that love that God has for us is. He loves us so much that he thinks about us all the time. He thinks about us. He cares about the, the minutest details of our life. He cares about everything that we do. He cares about the things that we worry about. He cares about our going out and our coming in, what we plan to do. You know, um, in Deuteronomy chapter 31, verse 8, the Bible says, He is the one who goes before you. He will be with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. Do not fear nor be dismayed. That is the God that we serve. He, 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 and he does not just, you know, care for us. He wants you to know that he cares for you because you knowing that he loves you and he cares for you, it gives you that security and that confidence because we live in a world that is fragile and a lot of people are looking for some kind of stability. But because the world that we live is not perfect, there has to be somebody that we can look on that is perfect because we have seen that men in high positions, politicians and you know, some people that we would look up to have not lived up to that place to, to give some kind of stability. Even sometimes some parents do not live up to that level to give some kind of stability to their children. There must be somebody who we can depend on. And God is saying to us that I am here. I love you. You can depend on me. Why? Because I know everything about you. I know what you need, when you need it, how you need it, how it fits you. That is the God that we serve. In 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7, it said, Give all your worries and cares to God, for he cares about you. Isn't that awesome? He cares about you. Because every man in this life comes to a point where you, you are fragile. No matter how confident or how strong you are, you come to that point in your life where you are fragile. And you need someone. You need to know that someone cares about you. And God is saying to you, in your darkest time, in your lowest low, I'm there with you. Praise the Lord. I'm there with you. And he's telling, to, he's telling us that he cares about us always. Praise the Lord. You know why? Because man is the crown of God's creation. When God created everything, he created everything before he created man. Why? Because, you know, so awesome. He created everything for us to be comfortable. And he now created man. And he asked man to take dominion. Praise the Lord. Eden was a garden. And God created everything that man needed in that garden. And he put man, he did not allow man to find his way and look for Eden. But he took him in a place of comfort, in a place of security. He put man there. And that is where God wants us to be. It's not, he does not want us to wander. He wants us to be where we we'll have that security and comfort. Praise the Lord. In Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11, he said, I know the thought. Can you imagine what God is saying? I know the thought that I think towards you. 
and those thoughts that I think towards you are thoughts of good, not of evil. God is always thinking good about. How many of us, a lot of us who are parents or who are siblings, I'm sure a lot of us have good thoughts for our loved ones, the ones that we love. But the love that God has for us, in Matthew chapter 7, he was telling, Jesus Christ was telling, you know, speaking to the, to the people. He said, a lot of you that are parents, how many of you, if your son asks for bread, you will give him a stone? If your son asks for fish, will you give him a snake? So if you, who, are, who is a human being, and with your limitation and with the fact that you are not perfect, you can do these things. How much more your father that is in heaven? He will go the extra mile for you. He will go the highest length for you. That is the God that we serve. So back to Genesis, where we started. is a background to where I'm going. So we're talking about a man called Terah. A lot of times people know Terah as the father of Abraham. But a lot of times we don't really talk about the life of Terah. So today we're going to take time, some time to look at the, the person called Terah. I'm just going to do some background and just go straight to the story because we don't have time. Terah lived in the land of the all of Kadian where in um, Syria, around the Syrian area, present-day Syrian area. And at that time, that place was an idol-worshipping um, nation. And at the time, his son, called Haran, died in that land. And he decided to take his family, took Abraham, he took Lot. Lot is the son of Haran that died. And he took um, Abraham's wife and they left on their way to um, Canaan. And you ask yourself, because if you read Genesis chapter 12, Canaan was the land that God promised to Abraham that he would take Abraham to the land of Canaan. But Terah not much was said about him if God spoke to him. But he left the land of the all of Cadians to the land of Canaan. Canaan to him represents hope. Because it was better from better than where he was, you know, coming out from. But the Bible says in um, Genesis 11 that we read that on his way to Canaan. He got to the land, a land called Haran, and he stayed there till he died. So we ask ourselves, how come this man that was going on his way to Canaan stopped in Haran and remained there till he died? I believe, even though it was not spoken in the scriptures, because the next verse after that, in Genesis, we'll have the time we'll read that. Genesis chapter 12. God now spoke to Abraham that he should 
leave the land where he is, that is from Haran, and go to Canaan, that he has promised that he will bless him in that land. So my belief is that even though it was not spoken, that it was God that spoke to the father, Terah, but I believe that it was God that put it in his heart because the plan of God for us is always good. This man was in a place of idol worship, and God told him, something in his heart told him, you are better than this. Something in his heart told him that I've created you for something more. I've created you for something better. You can't remain in this place because I put inside of you the capacity to be better. I put inside of you the capacity to, to do something big. But on his way to Canaan, he got to Haran, and he stayed there and died. Haran also is the name of his son. So my, I, I think one of the reasons, because we ask ourselves, why did this man on his way to a place of hope, on his way to a place of bet, um, um, promise, a better environment, a better place, how come he stayed in Haran and that, and if you read that place in the Bible, nothing else was mentioned about him, only that he got there and died. Nothing that he achieved, nothing that he did, nothing. Just he stayed there and died. So this bears in mind and makes, us, makes me ask this question this morning. Because I believe that God has this plan for every one of us. Every one of us is unique in the plan of God. And the plan of God for every one of us is not just corporate in a, in a sense. It's individual. What I mean is that God has a specific plan for every specific person here. You know, David said in Psalms 139, he said he was talking about God. He said, you know my frame. You know everything about me. Even before I was formed in my mother's womb, you knew me. This is David. So how did this man going to Canaan stayed in Haran and died there? Maybe the pain of the son that he lost kept him in captivity. Because he lost his son, and the, the other Bible um, translation that said that his son died before him. He was helpless. He could not help his son. The thought of losing his son kept him back from moving to his place of prosperity, from moving to his place of, 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 of um, promise. He died in Haram. Maybe he lost hope and thought that, oh, I cannot achieve it. Maybe he felt that I cannot achieve, I cannot move forward. And God has placed in his heart that, listen, this is where I want you to go. But he felt that I can't move, I can't do anything, I can't, I, I can't achieve it. He looked down on himself. So I want to ask for every one of us who are here, and you know that God has spoken to you about something, about your life, about what he wants you to do. You might say it's a thought. But the same thing that Terah had, 
It came to him as a thought that you are better than this. I need to leave this environment. I need to leave this place. I need to take this step. And he left the land of, of the Chaldeans and on his way to Canaan. But he stopped in Haran. I came here to speak to everyone who is in their place of Haran this morning that you need to move. You should not die in Haran. Because God has placed you for something more. God has put inside of you the capacity to be more. Do not allow the mistakes of the past to put you, to cage you, to be a shackle. Because God has put something inside of you that is greater for the world, that will turn the world around. You can imagine, today we can say that we are the children of Abraham because Abraham decided to leave Haran. Hallelujah. So a lot of times we allow the thought of the past, the mistakes of the past, the failures of the past, the things that we have done in the past to hold us back. But God is speaking to our heart this morning that it is time for you to move forward because you are more than this, because you are better than this. He has a plan for us, and the plan, for us, the plan that God has for us is progressive. It's not retrogressive. It's always moving because the Bible says in the book of Proverbs that the path of the just is like a shining light that shines brighter and brighter, more and more, onto the perfect day. That is the plan of God for us. So, you know, sometimes when you start talking like this, you don't know that the time is running. So I'll just quickly go straight to the other point I want to bring out because I want to speak to so some, some specific set of people who are in the place of Haran and they are stuck there because of what people think about them. You know, David, David, when, when Samuel came to anoint, this, um, um, anoint David as king, by the time Samuel came to his father's house, Jesse's house, and he asked Jesse, that he should bring out his son. Jesse brought everybody else except David. So I want you to think about it. If you are David, and you know that Samuel, Samuel at that time represent, was one of the most important people in that town, and he wanted the father to bring out the son, and the father did not mention David. If you are David, how will you feel? That my father... The Bible says that he kept the sheep for the father. That even with his life, sometimes when the bear and the lions came to eat the sheep, he fought them with his life. And with that, that all I have done, my father could not even recognize me in the presence of this prominent person, Samuel. But I thank God for David. David did not see himself in the lens of other people. He saw himself from the lens of God. He said in Psalm 139 that I am fearfully and wonderfully made. He knew himself. He knew that I am more than what people are saying. I, I, I can't allow people to put me down because I am more than this. As I come to a conclusion, four men in, um, in, the, king, in the second king's Get that scripture right. Second King chapter 7. The Bible talks about four men. Call them leprous men. 
sitting outside the gate of Samaria. At the time, Samaria was sieged by a king, the Aramean king at the time. And because of the siege, there was no food going in into the, into the, into the land, into Samaria, nothing going into Samaria. They were so poor to the extent that people were eating their children. And Elisha, the prophet, prophesied that the next day, by tomorrow, things will turn around. This was a prophecy spoken by the man of God that would change the whole nation as it were at that time. But God needed vessels to accomplish it. Four leprous men who could not walk outside the gate of Samaria. Everybody has written them off. But what they said at that time really shocked me. They said in 2 Kings chapter 7, 3 to 4, Now there were four men with leprosy sitting at the entrance of the city gate. And they said, why should we sit here waiting to die? Why should we sit here waiting to die? They asked each other, we will starve if we stay here. But with the famine in the city, we will starve if we go back there. So we might as well go out and surrender to the Arameans' army. For if they let us leave, so much the better. But if they kill us, we would have died anyway. So these men decided not to remain where they are. They decided to move forward. And just by just that move, now, I want you to connect it. Elisha, from another region of the city, made a prophecy. These men were not even in the city. They were at the gates of the city. But because God wanted to do something, and he had spoken his word, he needed somebody that would accomplish it. These men, from, from every... every point of view, this man shouldn't be the one because they were leprous. How could four leprous men, the fate of a nation, rest with four leprous men? People who were written off in the society. People who have nothing to, nothing to write about, but God used them. God does not thank God for your past, but the God that we serve he has a way of turning things around. He does not want us to remain in harem. He does not want us to remain looking down on ourselves and you know, pitying on ourselves and all that. He wants us to move out because he knows the investment he has put inside of us. I want to pray for everyone. You are here, and I'm going to ask for the prayer team. If you are here and you know that you are in that place of harem and you are you, you know that you need to step out and you need someone to pray with you, to agree with you. I'm going to ask you to come out and ask the prayer team to help me this morning. For everyone who is here and you are trusting God, and for those who will hear me online, even if you don't know Christ, even if you are not born again, the plan of God still rests upon you because the Bible says, while we are yet sinners, 
Christ died for us. So even before you gave your heart to Christ, or before you start thinking about this, or before you even listen to me, God was thinking about you. He was thinking about you. He loves us so much, that's why he sent his son, Jesus Christ, to come and die for us. He always thinks about us and wants to make us better. Whatever you are, whatever you are doing, I want to let you know that there's this time for us to step out of Haran. There's so much greatness inside of us. Some of us, the fate of the nation rests in us by taking that step. Some of us, the fate of our family rests in, in us taking that step. You never imagine the life that will be impacted by you taking that step. You never imagine. Today we read about Abraham, but Abraham believed God. The Bible says in Romans chapter 4 that Abraham believed God and it was counted to him for his righteousness. Why? Because he took that step. Hallelujah. My prayer is that we'll take that step in the name of Jesus. Thank you for listening to this week's message. For any more information or to find out more of what we do as a church, you can contact us at info at centrechurch.uk or check out our website at www.centrechurch.uk.